everyone. John Wertheim here. It's this week's Sports Illustrated Beyond the Baseline Tennis Podcast. Today's guest is Torben Ulrich. I don't even know where to begin with this. All I'll say is strap in. Torben Ulrich is a musician. He's an artist. He's a poet. He's a writer. He's into quantum physics, as you'll hear him talk about. He also was an accomplished tennis player. Got to the fourth round of the French Open Wimbledon and the U.S. Open. He played Davis Cup for Denmark for many decades. And in fact, I believe is the oldest player ever to compete in Davis Cup at age 48. He's also the father of Metallica drummer Lars Ulrich that we talk about a little bit. This is a man who, when he was playing, was known for his deep thinking. I'm going to find you a a Sports Illustrated story that we have here from 1969. Gene Scott said, what's normal for everyone else is not for Torben. He sees everything from upside down. I think you'll get a sense of that. But he's a wonderful thinker, a wonderful conversationalist, wonderful man. 88 years old now. You would not know it. We make the case he's the coolest former tennis player of all time. We've known him for several years. At some other point, I'll tell you my story about meeting him at a Metallica concert and uh, not hearing any of the songs, but just talking to Torben Ulrich backstage for uh, for three hours. Anyway, uh, we wanted to do this for a while. And again, strap in. This is a podcast like none other, but uh, I really enjoyed this. Hope you do too. Here he is, Torben Ulrich. Huh. Hello, John Wertheim hey. here. Hey, 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 John. Yes. How are you? I hear, I hear you. Yes, yes, we're fine here. Oh, great. We, yeah, yeah, we're sitting here, uh, uh, yeah, just uh, waiting to hear from you, and, and there you are. You got me. Here I am. And yeah, 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 yeah. So it's good to hear your voice. Likewise, though you're not uh, looking out from Pike Place, you're not uh, looking out at Puget Sound anymore. You're now uh, you're now in the Bay Area. Exactly. Yes, and uh, exact. Yeah, that's absolutely right. For for about six or seven years, we've been down here, sort of close to the grandchildren and th- that kind of thing. It's all about the and, grandchildren. Well, yeah. I mean, just to be. I mean that. Somewhere between a, a request and a proposal or something, and then we. It, the question was then if if Molly was ready to to make that move, you know, and because I felt maybe I I could do it. I'm just a a little boy from Denmark, as you know, and uh, and uh, and uh, and so. Uh, but then Molly thought, yeah, it's it's okay, and. And uh, and then we did, and then we moved down here to, to be close to, to you know to to the family here. I'm I'm, I'm going to yeah. say it. You are the coolest grandfather ever. I, I will make that <laughs> proclamation right now. Well, well, I I I I'm I'm definitely not agreeing with you there. Uh, but uh, but uh, so but what? Uh, there we go. There we go. What what? Um, yeah. Well, well, we, well, this is a tennis podcast, and we will, we will get to tennis eventually. But uh, yeah, yeah. let's let's start. But what's on your mind these days? What's you? You are a man, as I, I said in the introduction. You you are a man of many interests yeah. and talents. And where are you at the moment? Oh, I, I'm in uh, I'm in New York, in Lower Manhattan. Okay, okay, okay. Just good to know. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Okay, okay. 
So what, uh, what, 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 is, what has captured you? What, uh, what's, what's holding you in a thrall these days? Well, I'm, I'm just sort of doing, I guess, uh, uh, you could, in some sense you could say what I've been doing for uh, soon 100 years, I guess, you know, sort of looking, just looking into uh, the, the body and the breath and the balls and, uh, and life in general and, and, and then trying to express that to the best of my capability, even if they're limited, you know, and and then sort of looking uh, out, and here we are, you know, uh, looking sort of over the San Francisco Bay and and into the clouds, and then looking further, and and also looking, let's say, into uh, smaller things like. Uh, you know, quantum particles or something like that, you know. <laughs> I mean, so there's a lot to do in that sense, you know, and, 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 and in sort of staring into space and stuff, you know, and see what, if anything is there. So uh, in some sense, you could say that's probably what I've been doing all along. And, and here we are sort of almost... Uh, a hundred years later, but it hasn't changed much. And of course, uh, but but then you know to try to give expression to that in these, as you know, I'm sort of in these different uh, media, if you will, or under the guidance of uh, different muses, you know, dance and uh, uh, music and. Uh, and maybe poetry and and uh, writing and filming and uh, uh, you know and 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 sort of kind of uh, you know whirling around in different ways. I, I was going to ask. I'd actually written down the word muses, so you you beat me to that. But but I am I am wondering. Um, yeah. For someone, I, yeah. I, you're, what you're I'm gonna, gonna, you're going to take issue with this, but I'm going to call you a deep thinker. And well, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, it, you know, in some sense, uh, I, I mean, I, I could try to go as deep as, as I can, and that may not be very deep when, when it comes to it. But, you know, I'm, I'm trying to sort of, as you know, uh, at least trying to see things beyond sort of uh, winning and losing and, and all of that and see in terms of, uh, you know what we share also from a long life on the courts to 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 see it more like play you know that things are in play and and so to in that sense also to keep both winning and losing and all all of that in play and not be caught in the sort of in the in the opposition of that of the between you know wanting to win or not wanting to lose or, you know, all of that stuff and, and try to see it, things and life in general, uh, beyond that kind of, to me, uh, you know, constant, a, a constant dualized way of thinking, which, you know, in that sense, 
you could say that uh, because I feel that if if there is a kind of a call, if you will, uh, to do something, that would that would be my my small call to to look into that and and see also when you you call all those uh, different dualities or oppositions to call them let's say into question and see what comes up if you if you don't ride along with all of that you know but at the same time as you know it's it doesn't mean that i i'm not keenly interested in uh what's going on and 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 try to follow uh both what happens on the court and in in the music and and in dance and in literature and and in philosophy to the best of my ability you know that kind how of thing we, uh, <laughs> I, I i'm with you with literature and, and sport and music and art how how do we have sports without this dialectic with it without this binary winning and losing oh, yeah how, how do we have sport without I, competition I, I, yeah, I mean in some sense it's easy enough you know just not just not go with it in some sense you could say Stop before it it takes uh, form of a result, if you will. You know the ball is going, right. and that there's there's no there's the point is alive until it's called right. So in that sense, you could say if you stay with things before that call, then there is no there is no winner and no loser, or the ball is not out yet, or and or and it doesn't stay in. And no, and nobody has, uh, you know, uh, you know, a, a, a kind of there's there's no there's nothing there but play, if you will. Still, right. you know, and so so the ball goes back and and forth and and uh, and 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 then you see what happens. <laughs> but and then you and and then you and what I mean, see what happens is that. Then you can go into the, uh, you could call it maybe with a sort of, uh, maybe too precious word, but let's call it a, a, the phenomenology of that situation. What happens when you when you see the ball coming, you know, when you see the, the, the way it goes over the net and you see the net uh, as a kind of a, a hindrance, if you will, and it has to go over the net and be inside, there how how is that done you know and and uh and and when you see how that is done you can also say well what what is it that uh, that keeps it from going where you want it and you know and and all of that and then you you i mean there's a lot there john uh you know look you look into the body what what does it mean to serve i mean uh, in terms of the movement per se, and then and what is that you want to to deliver if the service is a kind of a delivery? Is it what what is it that you want to deliver to, to deliver with the serve, and what is it that you want to do when you say uh, I'll return it? What 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 is going on there? Kind of thing. So it seems to me that you you can spend a long time with with that you know and still say uh okay to me that's 
what it is about. I, you, so you're not, my point is you're not forced to, to just stay with the winning and losing, the result, the ranking list, the, uh, right, right. the uh, you know, the, what, can I, what can I squeeze out of this win, you know, in terms of um, hooking up with a sponsor, you know, and get a shoe contract, you know, and all of that. So I feel that there's a lot to do before you uh, you you go into all all of that, and that's not that's I'm not saying that. Uh, also, I'm I'm listening to you on the tennis channel, uh, giving you a very good analysis of things. You know, I listen to uh, Brad Gilbert. Uh, he actually. He just sent us a little note, and he n- knew that we were to talk right now. So, Brad Gilbert is just down the road from here, you know, and and we have um, often nice talks about, you know, he he wants to know about olden days, you know, about uh, sure. I don't know Don Don Budge and Gonzalez, and 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 you know he's a little bit or quite a few years younger uh, than I am but uh, you know I'm I'm sort of still you know let's say I'm I'm one of those that still have uh played with Don Bodge and practicing with you know with him and and old people uh you know Von Cram that you know played with Don Bodge and and so I, I can go back and 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 we talk about olden days and stuff like that. So that it, so I'm listening to you, to you and to Brad and to uh, Patrick and and uh, you know and and everybody. So so uh, so I'm I'm trying to follow that as best as I can, you know, and also uh, definitely looking uh, into how the ladies are doing and. And uh, still, still and listening the sport. To, to and listening to Pamela and you know all all and you know, uh, you know all 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 of you. So the, uh, you you mentioned and, yeah. uh, no, it's 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 great. It's great that you're you're still following the sport. We we have no one on either broadcast team, ESPN or Tennis Channel, with quite your perspective. But um, but I, I want I want to still vi- I want to dwell on this a little bit more because I'm interested in this this concept. It sounds like what you're describing when you're not. You know, you're you're not beholden to the the false god of the scoreboard or the rankings. It, it sounds as though you're describing performance, not competition, but performance, right? Yeah, yeah, or performing, or or you know, what what does the eye see when when you see something like the ball coming? You know, or what do you see when you see the ball as? ball if you will and and so what to me there's a there's a very rich uh symbology if you will in in the game itself if, if we just stay with with you know let's say ball playing per se in a in a larger sense meaning uh, golf and cricket and and soccer and handball or what, what have you so these different uh sizes of the ball in some sense uh, from my perspective also 
uh, it is sort of a, it's a small uh, it, it, it could symbolize the earth on which we are all living. Uh, sure. And, and, and it, it looks in a way also like the sun and the moon and the stars and, and maybe, you know, a small version of, of the earth, I mean, of the sort of, let's say, if you go into the cosmology of things, it looks, it could look like sort of the, the large, uh, sphere of the of the universe, if you will, and uh, and and maybe other balls, other universes, and or if you go down the other way into the microscopic, into the particles colliding, you know, and all of that. So what I mean is that there's a rich uh, spectrum of possibilities and interpretations and levels on which you can try to look into ball playing and that that's a little bit what i'm i'm trying let's say on film and in music and and you know that 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 kind of thing so so it it it's it's um it's a question of of how, how you could say also how to if you will to stay with your word there how to perform that how to enact that kind of uh, vision or that kind of looking into things and but also then not just to stay with the uh, with the concepts of that but but also try to uh, embody that in some sort of activity of the body right and let's say in some of these uh, rice papers that I've done then to uh, this is is your art you know, yeah, and then where, again, like we were talking about, the, let's say the ball and, you know, something, let's say, uh, give you an example of, of, you know, how, I mean, lately there was a, a Danish uh, theoretical phys- physicist that uh, wanted one of of those uh rice papers that that we've done here to accompany to be on the cover of his his uh uh danish book on einstein's theory of re- special uh, theory of relativity and so uh, to, you know you know what i was what i thought was precious to me was that he could see that the ball and the and the rope that I had made, you know, on all those that it that there was some something there with particles of of things and you know the 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 question of of uh, in quantum physics also the question of of the ball or the point and something being a point or something being a particle or something being either a particle or a wave. And so you could see the sort of this, the uh, the black stroke that uh, you know from the rope is a kind of a, a waveform, if you will, and and the ball being the particle and and the in, so-called entanglement of that and all of that. So what I mean is that if you stay with that, and then all of a sudden there's a there's a physicist that can follow you in that kind of thinking or take it into his own area, then. 
I feel that that's an example of where I think, you know, if that that's an example of how I can see you can take it into these other areas, if you will, and still be, you still be connected, if you will, to the very, to the court and to, to what happens on the court, but still see it in symbolical terms where there's not a kind of an opposition going on or a kind of a uh, an ego that wants benefit from it or something or you know that kind of thing I, I think that's a tough sell with the agents but uh yeah, no, but, yeah. But, I, but I think I mean, I'm following no you, no right? no of, of, of course it is of course it's a tough sell in any in any case and and too far out come on I I, I I'm keenly aware of that and I'm not suggesting that anyone uh sort of uh uh, goes along with that or 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 even that people would say that it's beyond me or I'm, I'm not interested in and come on now or whatever whatever the reaction is but i just feel that 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 happens to be maybe what i'm trying to do you know how, how since you are, no i i mean it, yeah. it 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 i'm i'm following you to a point and uh i'm i'm fascinated by this but i'm also thinking when your mind is taking you to, to quantum physics and to symbolism and cosmology, how are you able to be such an effective competitive athlete? I mean, you, you know, play, yeah, play Davis it, Cup I mean, for years. I mean, you, you were a great player, and yet you, you do not have a typical athlete's uh, outlook, I think you'll agree. Yeah, and so in that sense, I feel that if you ask how, how could I be a competitive athlete, I think... The, the, maybe the question, maybe the answer is that I wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't really interested in that, but I was fortunate enough, maybe, John, to be, uh, what you could say, having grown up, as you know, my, my father was, was a Davis Cup player, and as soon as I came out of the egg, so to speak, I was listening to the ball hitting either the net or the court or something, or the strings, if you will, right? So, I mean, I had that uh, sound and the feeling and the and seeing the ball, and I was, you know, my mom played too, and they situated me in the baby carriage, if you will, on the court while I was, I mean, just... You didn't uh, stand a chance. But, but, yeah, when I was just barely breathing or something. And then, and then so maybe I was... I had that uh, as something that was, I, I was already situated in that, you know. And even if my, my, my father and, and certainly my brother also could be uh, described more like you say comp- competitive players, and they, certainly, and they certainly were, I always felt, I think, that I, I saw it slightly differently. Or, or, but I was, on the other hand, fortunate enough that I could see it not in those terms necessarily or something or or if if there was a kind of an you know let's say you you yourself and the opposition whatever that was what I mean is that even sometimes when there wasn't I mean let's say I thought early on that Jack Kramer would say that he he didn't see the opponent. He just saw his sort of capabilities as something to overcome. You know, so you know what it was called in those early days when 
when Kramer, let's say, had won Wimbledon, you know, he called that kind of a percentage right. tennis. And so if you played like that, you were sort of, whoever it was, you don't really care who it was as long as your percentages were higher than so the other, if you will. And so the, the other player was sort of, in some sense, not that important or not there almost because you, it, it, it was you and what you could do. And so you sort of disposed or almost of the other being. But I always felt that the person on the other side was a fellow being, if you will, to see it sort of also in, in ethical terms. Uh, where maybe my uh, my father in those gen- in that generation was a little bit more sort of everybody were friends after after the matches or after the play and then you were sort of fierce fiercely opposed during uh, you know and but you know they let's say. I now I think of Monte Carlo, for instance. You know, my father played uh, in Monte Carlo in the late 20s, 1920s, you know. And I was playing in Monte Carlo in, let's say, in the, uh, let's say, late 40s and and onwards, right? And in those, and in those days, you could say all, all, all the players, or most of the players, were eating together, uh, and when I say most of the players, it was both boys and girls and men and women and and everybody and, and officials in these hotels and and <laughs> so everybody were it was a sort of different uh, it would it was a different way of traveling also uh, just to to sort of see it in in terms of how how things have also developed into sort of um, smaller entities or islands of uh, yourself and your your coach and your parents and your tr- and your trainer and your stringer and your you know physician or you I all you your posse kind of thing right? right and in those days it was not it, it was economically simply not possible and uh, but there was a kind of a freedom if you will in in that kind of setting and and uh, and and of course that also meant that many of those people in those days were of a different uh nature and some of them also had a kind of uh, maybe you could sh- you could say shared a kind of weirdness or something or with me <laughs> and and so so there was a certain uh, a, a, maybe a, in a different way of traveling if you will but of course in many ways it it remains the same also I was going to say now it's like uh, concentric circles now it's it's almost like Russian nesting dolls that the players sort of have their have their team but but at the end of the day it's it's still a sense of community there's still this sort of one unified band that goes from you know, from yeah, one gig yeah. to the next. Yeah. I, you know, I wanted to yeah. ask you though. You, you know, the famous story that uh, is often told about you. Maybe you can fill in the details when you when you said you viewed the person on the other side of the net not as an opponent but another, uh, you know, another sentient being. Do, do you ever yeah. recall the story? I think it was at Wimbledon where you thought your opponent looked a bit stressed, and at a at a changeover, you began to give him uh, 
a massage. Does that okay? Does that bear any? Yeah. Uh, that that that's one of these apocryphal tennis stories. But uh, if you have details, I'd love to hear them. Yeah, I mean, just to get the guy going again. If if uh, I mean, you have to see also if that uh, if that was allowed, you know, because if, in those days, and I don't know where quite where that changed. Uh, you know, in those days, at least early on, if you touch, if if someone touched you, that was it. You know, then that was finished, right? Right, right. Then you, I mean, nobody could touch you. If if if, if somebody touched you, the game was over. So that maybe has to be seen in in maybe. In, in either in later years, maybe it was thought. I don't know quite. No, I mean I'm 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 open to that situation, and and I think it could easily have happened, because I I I would have hoped to help someone that needed uh, some some <laughs> some help right. to help to help rather than. It, maybe nowadays it's seen maybe as, as more you sort of you take a uh, you take a, you know you you go and 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 go to the bathroom if you will or whatever that's called you know that kind of okay I need to go to the bathroom but in the old days if if you wanted to go to the bathroom that that was it right I mean the the game was over right right and so so I could say <laughs> it didn't occur to me. That I had to pee or something it didn't. It didn't. It just didn't occur. You, you went to the bathroom just before you, you went out of the, of the locker room, and then you went onto the court, and then you came back or something. <laughs> you could Times have changed, my friend. You yeah, that's, do it that's like what that I mean. Anymore. So, so, so it's not like I, I, you could question, of course, if 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 it's really needed to go to the bathroom but on the other hand there's also the the economy of intake of liquids that you had to administer or or play with or something right so maybe you you couldn't drink you know half a gallon between uh right, at, right, you right. know when and when you were changing or make you know when when you were changing sides or something so so even if you could drink something, you you might also have to consider that from just from the bladder point of view. But that's what I mean that, that there are many of those things that of course stay the same, but there are also differences and and then in different perspectives and and that's also what I'm trying to do. You know, when you see nowadays people are sort of toweling off John or something, every you know they they serve and. Then they serve this first serve, and then, and I mean, first they towel off, you know, arms and knees and something, and then they serve one, and they serve a double fold, and then now they need to towel off again, you know, because <laughs> right, right. That, you see what I mean? <laughs> that's because that's that's what you do. It, it becomes more part of a ritual than a need or something. The uh, I, I always like it when the the returner. Who benefits from the double fault? Who hasn't done anything? Who hasn't yeah, taken yeah, a backswing? Yeah. Needs to towel yeah. off. But I, I, yeah, I, still, yeah, yeah. I, I still am curious how you take in tennis. I mean, your 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 mind is going to places that I think most fans don't necessarily go to, and and it sounds as though uh, you're experiencing tennis 
differently from from the casual fan at home who's just wants to know if Serena's playing well or playing poorly and who's winning the match. What what gives you pleasure when you watch tennis these days? I mean, can can you divorce all the commercial components with just the beauty of hitting a ball to a precise location? I mean, what what's your fan experience like these days? Yeah, I mean, in some sense, you heard, I mean, when I look at, you know, and let's say now we were talking about either going to the bathroom or people toweling off, right? Then, of course, I'm, I'm looking at all of it, it seems to me. I'm not trying to, to, uh, to sort of see something to the exclusivity of, of some other things. Uh, but, but I, you know, I'm still interested in the stroking or the ability, let's say, what people can do, the way they run around, let's say, the backhand to get to the, uh, you know, to the forehand outside the the lines of on the left side, kind of that, those those uh, ways of moving on the court, right, and and how 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 to hit those balls and the 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 added uh, capabilities of stuff like that, and and at the same time, you could say maybe an uh, an ensuing uh, incapability of of really being able to volley like like the old guys could volley, and the sensitivities that would go into the volleys and the way that uh, you know grip by grip. Wise and and also uh, you know you know you know dried up and all of that right when the grass was uh, the the juices were squeezed out of it and all of that and so uh, so what I'm what I'm I'm sort of trying to see everything uh, as as best I can you know so and then seeing I mean I think you were mentioning did you not Serena Williams or something and Seeing the, right. the sort of the, the the greatness of her serve and and uh, and and then and then all the all the rest of of her capabilities, but also seeing it through the lens, if you will, the lens of of a long life where you see both capabilities of incapabilities, if you will, in in that lens of a long life lived uh, around the courts, if you will, that kind of thing. So it gives you what I mean, a kind of a, a perspective uh, that you cannot also necessarily uh, shed, if you will. You cannot just, uh, uh, you know, forget what you have lived to see over the years in that sense, you know. Let me. I wanted to ask you. I, I was telling a friend that you and I would, would be talking, and how excited I was, and and he said, "Oh, I remember that guy from uh, from the Metallica documentary. You're talking about yeah. Lars's dad." And and I laughed to myself, thinking yeah. that you are accomplished in in music and sports and art and poetry, and yet at least to uh, at least to my friend, you, your part of your identity was was wrapped up in the in the fame of your son. And I'm wondering. If that's something you've had to reconcile, is that something that amuses you? What's been the impact of, of having, you know, quite honestly, a, a, a famous, a, a famous son that uh, may be part of your identity outside? External? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's I think it's it's 
it's a lot. I mean, a lot of fun. And, and again, just like if we was uh, talking perspective, having lived a, a long life in music, of course, it's interesting to uh, to to uh, I mean to still participate to the best of you know being this old and feeble and you know and and so grateful also let's say i don't know was it yesterday molly that we were uh down at was it, it was day before yesterday that we were down at uh down around stanford way down that way you know we are sort of up north of of the city itself uh, san francisco and so we went down to uh down south of the of San Francisco to the Stanford area there, where there was a uh, a benefit concert for the school where uh, Neil Young is doing that on a yearly basis and Metallica was also invited and so we would go there and so we linked up with so you know at a certain point Lars was playing tambourine with with uh Willie Nelson and Neil Young and 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 Neil Young in his group nowadays is the two sons of Willie Nelson and then uh, talking with him and I I told him the story that once when I was playing up in uh, playing tennis you know if you uh up in the northern Australia and at that time I had sort of uh two long uh, you know, hair on both sides, uh, like uh, pigtails. Uh, pig Molly says, "Yeah, I had pigtails, and so, uh, so, uh, so I was sitting there, and I think having coffee or something with Jan Leslie. I think it was in those days, and we were playing up there. I, I think it was just around that time when we were playing with Billie Jean King and." and uh, Rosemary Casals up there in some place that we can get back to. But so, uh, so up comes some young people and, and said, excuse, Mr. Nelson, could we have your autograph? And, huh, and, and, so, and so I said, oh, absolutely, no sweat. And then, and then, and then I signed it, Willie Nelson, you know, best regards, Willie Nelson, or all the best, Willie Nelson. And, uh, Willie Nelson was I, never I, a Davis Cup player, I'll tell you. So, that. That was, so I mean, like that. So, in some sense, to meet up with, with, uh, with, with N- Willie Nelson's kids there. So, I, so I, I enjoy that a lot still, you know. And we listen to Lars, but not only to, to his music, but, and of course, then you have to. Uh, you know, you listen to all of that, and and you know how I I grew up with uh, both uh, writing and then uh, and also playing with playing jazz music, and and had the the privilege and the honor to play also uh, when they came to Denmark, let's say with Louis Armstrong and 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 people like that. Uh, you know, in going way back to let's say the late 40s and early 50s. You know, so. So I mean, it's been a rich life in all of that, and then when and then you you grow up through all of that, and then you have a son that's interested in all that music and and listening to uh, Bob. He was, you know, all all the early on all the, uh, the 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 rock bands and the heavy metal bands, but also 
uh, Jimi Hendrix and uh, Bob Marley, you know, and and then onwards the Beatles and the Stones and then all the blues people that he listened to also, uh, Muddy Waters and the Howling Wolf and all of those people. So in in the same sense, I think I, I'm trying to listen to all of that from the perspective of being both <laughs> a grandfather and a father. And speaking of grandfather, John, uh, up in Boston, uh, we have a, a grandson now that is playing music at uh, or studying music at the Berkeley School of Music. Oh, wow. And just, yeah, and just talking to him, just starting school the other day, and he's, he thinks it's, uh, what is it, Molly? It's super, it's uh, awesome, super, super challenging or something. Yeah, awesome and super challenging is. That sounds healthy. Those were his words, if you will. What more do you so, want in a music academy? Yeah, so, I mean, to continue, uh, John, with with also now having uh, 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 and another grandson that plays the electric bass, you know, and to share, and then they come up and, you know, they say, oh, do you know, uh, uh, saxophone colossus with Sonny Rollins, you know, and I can, <laughs> I know that I, I heard that, you know, about 50 years ago or something, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and visited with Sonny Rollins, and then, then they think that, oh, that's, Tell us about that, and you know, so the stories go back and forth. You know, I was going to say, I imagine uh, Grandpa tell me a story gets uh, gets your grandkids a lot of knowledge. Yeah. Um, all right, we have uh, the, the the soccer team is coming to kick us out of this podcasting booth soon. So, I, so I want to ask you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Last, you 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 have one mystery to solve. What? Uh, yeah. What, what what is it? I mean, if, there, if there's sort of one one quest that uh, you can go on? One riddle you'd like to crack now, what, what would it be? Yeah, I, I, I don't know that, uh, that, you know, what, that it's crackable, you know. I don't know that, uh, that what, what uh, one has to, so I'm, I'm going for the uncrackable. <laughs> You've attacked that, the premise, I like that. Is it okay That's terrific, say that? it's always I mean, okay, absolutely. To, yeah, to, to, to leave it, if you will, sort of uncracked and feel that the deepest is, you, you, it, you won't reach it. If you think you've reached it, then you're off, you know, you're off. You have, because it's unreachable, really, you know. That's a great answer. I, um, this, this, was, this was great fun. I wish we had another hour. Maybe we'll do this. Yeah, but we, an, maybe another time. But you, you know, you're always welcome to stop by if you if you come to the Bay Area, John. You know where we are, and you talk to Molly, and and we look forward to seeing you. Likewise. Any, any, and 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 just be rest assured that uh, that we 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 listen to you all the time, and 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 try to follow and understand what's going on. You know. Even if it's uncrackable, <laughs> I, I, would, I would say the exact same thing. Um, okay. Okay. This was uh, this this was great fun. We're going to show people where they can uh, see and perhaps even purchase some of your art and writing. And uh, this is like no other podcast we've done here. This was this was good fun though. Yeah, but also feel free if you cannot use it just to put it into the onto the scrap heap or whatever you know. I remember your in, line in the, from the uh, what was your line in, from the, in, the Metallica in, in, movie when you said just delete it. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I'm, I'm fine with that anytime. <laughs> no, we will not delete this. Um, that, that, yeah. that was great. And I am going to, uh, we'll, we'll get together next time I'm in the Bay Area for sure. Uh, please, please call us. You know, we'll get together with Brad and if oh. you can, you know, we'll, we'll, or, or, or something, whatever, 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 John. But, but uh, look forward to hearing from you again. Uh, and we wish you all the best with the, with these broadcasts and, and I, I heard some of, of that stuff you did also with Navratilova just to, to hear how you were doing it, you know, and stuff. So, uh, this, yeah. This, so, this one was a little who, who, different, but that's what makes it all fun. So, uh, yeah. no, these are, these, so, it's always good fun. So good luck with all of that and get out of the booth safely there, okay? <laughs> I'll try. Okay. Thanks, uh, thanks again. Talk Thanks you, a lot, talk John. You all, the, Take care. All, all the best, and a lo- all the best to the producer there, or the, or the, uh, the, 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 yeah, the, oh. the, the listener there. If you, you have another a friend there, hear? right? Did you hear her? Yeah, she, she okay. has, she's thank never you. heard a podcast yeah, oh. quite like this, Jamie. Thanks. This yeah, great. All, thank you. <laughs> all the best to her, also. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Talk soon. Thank, thank you. Bye, oh, bye, 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 bye. All right, that's this week's podcast guest, Torben Ulrich. I don't even know where to begin, but uh, that was fascinating for me. I think I got most of it, and uh, I, I hope you enjoyed it as well. Um, we're going to have a tennis player next time, Jamie Lasanti. I think we're going to go a little more conventional after that. But uh, this is one of the great, great characters, great thinkers, great figures in tennis. That was Torben Ulrich, who, again, this is a player who reached the fourth round at three of the four majors and yet you ask him to self-identify, and, uh, and tennis barely makes the top ten. Um, boy, what a, uh, what a unique personality. Glad we were able to do that. Hope you enjoyed it. We're going to have a guest. I will even reveal who it is, Jamie. I think Allie Risk is going to spend some time with us, top 40 WTA player. I suspect it will be a little different vibe from Torben Ulrich, but that's part of what makes us fun. Again, thanks for listening, everyone. I'm John Wertheim. She's Jamie Lasanti. Our guest was Torben Ulrich. We'll do it again in seven days. Have a good week, everyone.